0: Shall we begin? Let's begin now. All right, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Frankly Francisco podcast. I have been on a three month hiatus. Uh, Last episode was uh, March 19th, took some time off, um, had to get some things in order, new job, training, um, and I needed a break. I needed a break from everything that's been going on, you know, with social media. It's been a train wreck and uh, just didn't want to be part of it anymore for a little while just to clear my head and leave it alone. Um, But today it's Father's Day so i wanted to get on today and do an episode Uh, i felt like time was right to come back and and have a conversation especially today especially for the fathers who are there for their kids but are not being celebrated the same way that mothers are celebrated and i'm not talking about the dads that you know pop up once a year to just you know share something on social media about how they care and love their kids i'm talking about for the guys who are there from day one who grind and put in the work even if uh, the mother of the children don't allow them to see their kids. At least, you know, some of these guys are still making that effort to try to be in their kid's life, whether the mother allows them to or not. They still haven't given up and still want to be there for the kids. So I commend them for that. Uh, today's ironic because uh, we don't get celebrated the same way mothers do. We just don't you know, it's the tie or the socks or, you know, it's typically we're coming out of our own pocket for Father's Day uh, because that's just the way it's been and it's the way it is. But fathers are important in a kid's life. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, we help shape the future of our kids. The stability that having a father in the household brings is something that you can't replace. You just can't. Having that adult male figure there to help you out, um, you know, and some of these kids won't have that opportunity because their fathers are not around or their fathers have passed, but you still have someone who can step in, a big brother or an uncle or, you know, someone who can be that male influence uh, on a kid because it makes a big deal. And, you know, children in single parent homes tend not to be as productive as you would like them to be. Um and I could have fell into that trap too because my dad passed when I was eleven. But I had my uncle, who stepped in and and played that father figure role. Uh, and I had a few other people as well um, that helped me shape me to do the things that I'm doing now. For me to be here for my children the way I am for now, but I want people to understand something about what men go through. Okay, so being a father is not easy. Being a man in general is not easy. People don't understand. You know, there's a misconception. Uh, You know, when women feel like something's wrong, they can talk to the whole world. They're going to listen. Men, on the other hand, they don't have that outlet like women do. Men are supposed to be perceived as strong, masculine. You know, they're supposed to have their ish together. And we just can't show too much raw emotion because there's times where it is used against us in the long run. So... A man can't usually break down to his partner unless he has absolute trust in that partner. I'm lucky. I actually have somebody. If something happens and I break down, I have somebody, a communicator, I can talk to you, somebody that I can, you know express my feelings to. somebody's gonna listen and not throw it back in my face, which has happened in the past. So men have to be stoic. and it shows time and time again why that has to happen. You know, if a man shows uh, any cracks or weakness, you know, typically they're made fun of. Uh, the public makes fun of them. M- women make fun of them. A man can't show how he really feels because then he—it's sh- a sign that he's weak. Women generally like strong males. I mean, they—that's—it's in the DNA. They want to find a, uh, a mate that's going to be able to provide for them, protect them. It's in it's literally in the DNA. So if they see that that perceive him as weak, then you know, then it's it might be time for them to start looking elsewhere. But we suffer in silence. And when I say that, I mean it. We suffer in silence. More men are killing themselves every day than because of the depression, because of suicidal thoughts, because of the pressure it is of being a man, a male man, okay? they don't see people don't understand the things that we go through mentally, physically, uh, you know, we're supposed to take care of ourselves. Yes. That's absolutely true. It's kind of hard to do that sometimes when you're worried about everybody else. So My wife pushes me all the time. I, you know, I got to give her credit where credit is due. My wife pushes me all the time. You know, I need to start taking better care of myself. If I'm in pain, take some Tylenol. If I'm not feeling well, rest, but it's kind of hard to rest when you know you have a family and I work and you gotta make time for the kids, you gotta make time for the wife. Sometimes it just ain't got time to rest. So I told my wife, I'm gonna be like post Malone and I'm gonna tattoo always tired under my uh my eyes. Cause I never get enough sleep. Days that I think I would get enough sleep, still don't get enough sleep. Cause the kids are up early. You know, they want to spend time with dad. There's no, there's really no rest. Like I would like for me to rest, but There's always something to do. There's always something to do. Like today, Father's Day, we went out, you know, took the kids out to eat, you know, spent, of course I paid (laughs) because that's how it typically goes on Father's Day, but it is what it is. We, I do it because I like to do it. I do it because I like spending time with my family. I like spending time with my kids. Um, You know, it's not perfect. You know, we're men are not perfect. We're, we're fallible. We make mistakes. Us as fathers, we're always going to make mistakes. It's never going to be, you know, we're going to to be perfect. You know, we're going to yell at our kids when we don't want to yell at our kids. We're going to cuss at our kids when we don't want to cuss at our kids. We're not perfect. But if they know and they see that you're there for them day in and day out, even when there's times where you just want to quit on them. And I know there's parents out there that want to quit on their kids on them daily. We can't do it. Kids are, they need that guidance, whether they want it or not. And I'll be happy and I'll be elated if one day my kids grow up. They hate me, but at least they're living a, a productive life. I did my job. And, you know, as as a father, you have to find that balance between, you know, being able to talk to your kids, but at the same time letting them know, listen, you got to get it together. Cause the world's gonna eat you up out there. You know, it's my job to be the disciplinarian, but it's also my job to instill things in my kids that when they go on to the real world, they're going to understand, you know, if you're not staying on track, it's going to eat you up. Like my oldest, oldest just got a jobs working. Finally 16, got his first job, first summer job. And I have to get up to take him to work because we live, you know, pretty far from, from where this job is, but getting up at four o'clock in the morning to get him to work by five, this morning I had to get up at five in the morning to get him to work at six. But those are the sacrifices the father makes. It is a father's job to protect his family, it is a father's job to make sure the family's held together. And a lot of these families out there don't have that. You know, I made a commitment when, you know, I had my kids and make sure that I, I want to be around for them till they're all grown. And I have five of them. So I have a long way to go. Long way to go. My oldest has two years before he's 18, and he still ain't going to be grown. You know the way things are right now. These kids ain't going to be able to survive out there on their own. It's going to be the economy's too hard. I try to instill in my sons, like, listen, you guys are going to end up having to live together at some point. Because you ain't going to be able to supply the rent. And it makes things, puts things in perspective for them, too, because they see it. My oldest sees the value of money. He sees that, listen, I can buy this, but I need this. And we trying to instill them, you need to save. You need to save. We need to, you know, put money away for you, you need to get clothes. You're getting older, you're getting more expensive. I have other little ones that I got to take care of as well, take care of my stuff. And I told my son, I got clothes that's older than him. I got shirts that are older than he is. I got the brand new old clothes. Because I try to treat my clothes like I'm never gonna replace them. I have clothes that are still in boxes up in my in my attic because I just don't wear them. I don't shop for myself, you know, take care of my kids before I take care of me. And uh, and that's what a father's supposed to do. It can get stressful, though. As a dad, we want to be able to provide a better life for our kids than we had growing up, you know. And on a day like this, you would think that fathers would be more celebrated. Man, they have everything laid out for Mother's Day. Moms get the flowers, get the candies. They get to get taken to the restaurant. They get everything. Father's Day, you don't even see a commercial for it. Mother's Day, forget about it. You hear it all over the radio. Oh, one flowers you know, chocolates this, get them this. On Father's Day, you hear none of it. None of it. You know why? Because we're, they have a second tier in society when it comes to that. Mothers are at the forefront of everything. Fathers are on the back burner. Why? Why is that? Fathers are part of the nuclear family. We have to be present. And we have to fight to stay present. Because if we don't fight to stay present, then it defeats the purpose of being a father. You can make a kid, but then you don't want to be involved with that kid. And we have to take responsibility for the things that we do with our children. Because how we act is how our kids are going to end up acting. Our kids are a reflection of what we are. Okay? They're not a mirror image. Our kids are gonna do what they want to do. They're gonna make decisions on their own, but they're reflection. They're reflection of the things that we've taught them and things that we've instilled in them. And as as a father, I believe, as a man, we need to step up and start showing these kids that there's more out there for them than what they think there is. I don't I don't care if their 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 mothers are pains in the behind. I don't care if you don't want to deal with the baby mother. I don't care. You need to be involved. You helped make that child. That child didn't ask to come here. And as stressful as it can be, and as angry as you can get because you don't want to deal with the BM, tough, tough. That kid needs to know you're there. Make your presence felt one way or another. It's not going to hurt you to pick up the phone, have a conversation with the kid. Technology right now, you can just pick up the phone, have a video face-to-face with them. You know, There's no excuse for not to be involved in your child's life. Go to court if you have to, you know, there are some bitter moms out there, you know, they're going to make your life hell, but you have to fight to be in that child's life because they need you in their life. You know, I don't like when, when moms post happy father's day to me. No, it's not your day. Today's not meant for you. You had your day already. You're raising that child on your own. Okay. Because of the decisions that you made as well. There's no accountability on, on, on some of these women's side. You laid with that man. You had the kid with that man. It didn't work out. You knew that man wasn't going to be the right one for you, but you did it. And then you get mad when he doesn't stay involved. He's got five other kids, six other kids somewhere else. But now you get mad because you had a baby with him and he's not stepping up doing what he has to do. That's accountability on you too, because you allowed it to happen. Men are held to a higher standard of accountability than a woman is. Plain and simple. There's more of us expected than there are women are expected, period. We have more stress on us because we have to provide. We have to make money. We have to make sure everybody's uh, got a house, a roof over their head. We got to make sure that they got clothes on their back, food on the table. The stress level for us is immense and most men hold it in. Most men hold it in and most men end up killing themselves, unaliving themselves because of the pressure of them not being able to handle things. Depression is a hell of a thing when it comes to this stuff. A man is built to be a provider for his family. It's has been since forever. Hunter gatherers. The man went out. Got the meat, came back. they the ones who protected the, the, the tribe, the family. It hasn't changed. The dynamic hasn't changed. So instead of us going hunting for meat, we're going out there hunting for a salary. We're going out there hunting to be, you know, one of these top tier guys knowing that it's a 1%. That club is very, very small. And, you know, in a previous few episodes back, I told you not everybody's meant to be a boss. And I meant that. Not everybody's meant to be their own boss. But it doesn't mean you can't come up with ways to, you know, have extra streams of income without necessarily being a boss. You can do things on the side to make money, side hustles to make extra income for the family. It's not everybody can do it because it takes funds. It takes money. The average salary for a man right now in America, I think it's like 45, 45 to $50,000 a year right now. They don't cover anything, nothing. When rent is skyrocketing to for one a studio, fourteen fifteen hundred dollars for a studio, and this is just in in cities like Charlotte, we're not even talking about cities like Boston, cities like New York City, San Francisco, Seattle, places where you're gonna you're gonna pay top dollar for a, a one bedroom shack, a toilet, essentially you're living in a toilet, but people have to do it. Because the economy has gotten the way it's gotten. There's a lot of men out there that don't want to get married anymore. They don't because they see where it's leading. They see where it's going to be a problem for them down the line. You know, I didn't have that problem. I wanted to get married. Come hella hell high water. But a lot of these young guys out here now not wanting to get married and not wanting to have kids anymore. Because they don't want to deal with the situation of an angry uh, B.M., Or a marriage not working out where they've built up everything they can build up. And then the wife comes in, divorces them, takes half of everything. Takes half of his pension, his 401k, takes half of everything. It's not easy for men to be out here. It's not easy for men to talk to other people. Men will typically open up to another man in the same kind of situation and pressure that he's feeling. This is factual. Men talk to other men but they don't say it out loud. They'll have that conversation, but they won't bring it up to other people 99% of the time. They just won't. Because it's not something they feel they want to put out there. Because they don't want to have that notion that they can't handle what's going on to them. You know, they don't want to show a crack in the veneer. They just don't. It's not something that we enjoy. We want to be able to produce We want to be able to, you know, be productive and be, you know, positive for our families, you know. But there's always something in the way, whether it's ourselves or whether it's somebody else. And you can't always blame somebody else because you can make your choices. Listen, do do bad things happen? Yes. Is there luck involved in a lot of the stuff that we do? Absolutely. A lot of times it's not what you know. You can be the smartest person in the world. It's who you know. Those doors sometimes get opened by people that you know. And a lot of those times, we have to fight and struggle to get where we need to be. It's hard. And sometimes you just want to sit there and just not do anything and just throw your hands up and say, I quit. Because sometimes it's easier to quit and just give it all, get not be done with it and walk away from that. But what type of person... What type of person does that? What type of person walks away from the family because things have gotten, you know, too stressful sometimes? It happens. Life. Life is stressful. Life's not perfect. Life is going to give you challenges and you're just going to have to overcome it. I've overcome a lot of challenges. Uh, You know, my only goal when I was younger was to, you know, see 21. And then once I had my son, it was to make sure that I stayed alive long enough to see him turn 18. Then I started having more kids. Now the goal is to see them go all the way to 18. And beyond that, my goal is to get them all out the house so me and my wife can actually, you know, start doing some traveling of, by ourselves, obviously, because we travel with the kids, but, it's you know, you wanted the adult time. You know, we work towards that. You know, I don't want to feel like I'm working just to work. I want to feel like I'm working because I want to enjoy the fruits of that work, which is fixing up the house, which I've been doing, you know, traveling, going out to, you know, adult date nights, Taking my wife on a date every two weeks, because you gotta have that time. But uh, uh, you have to make that priority as a man. You have to. You and I, I, you can get as stressed out as you want to. You know, I'm taking my my wife on a, a day date tomorrow. We're going to the movies and lunch. You know, because that's the priorities that I set. And as a man, you have to do that. And it could be tough sometimes to set those priorities, but you have to. You know, am I stressed? Yes. I'm very stressed. All the time I'm stressed. But I try not to stress to the point where I can't function to do my job. And I, you know, can't function at home to do spend time with the kids or, you know, do the things that I need to do to fix the house up and everything else. There's responsibilities out the wazoo here. But I chose to take those responsibilities on. That was my choice. I can't back down from that now. What I look like doing that. But when the stress levels get high, it's hard to talk about that with a lot of people. And the one person I know I can rely on is the woman that I marry. Because I know she's not going to throw it back in my face later. But a lot of men don't have that same security at home. They just don't. Because either they're dating somebody, they just started dating somebody, or they've been with them maybe a year, six months to a year. I've been with my wife. We're going on July. to be 10 years. 10-year wedding anniversary. But that took time. That took time to build. A lot of these young dudes today, they don't want to deal with that. If they feel the slightest inclination that they don't like something, a lot of these dudes is like, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Men are not allowed to have choices, apparently. I mean, from from everything I was seeing on social media, this is why I had to take a break from me because it just, it blew my mind, just the back and forth and the arguing on, on how everything should be and how men this and men that and women this and women that. It, you know, it's okay for a woman to have to be 400 plus pounds, 300 plus pounds and want to do that six feet tall, six pack, making, you know, six figures a year. But if a guy, heavyset guy, three or 400 pounds wants a, a skinny uh, supermodel type woman, all of a sudden now, oh, you know, that's sexist. <laughs> it's okay for a woman to to be as big as she is and expect a man to accept her at that size and that weight, but it's not okay for a man to want somebody similar in the frame, which doesn't make any sense. The standards, the double standard that goes on between men and women are crazy. Women always, you have what you call pretty privilege, pretty privilege, which women can get away with a lot more stuff. Same thing with men. You have guys who are, you know, washboard abs, you know, tattoos. These guys can walk into a room and, you know, turn heads. That's usually how it goes a lot of the time. You have privilege on both sides, but women's privilege is a lot more than men's because we are held to a higher standard than women are. Simple as that. You have women out here who are trying, deliberately trying to get athletes pregnant just to be able to get the bag. Which is crazy. And these athletes are still, they're so, these guys are so gullible, man. They, like, they don't learn. Look at Zion. Look at that dude. Young dude, flush with cash. And what does he do? (laughs) He goes and gets a girl pregnant for what reason? Because now if it doesn't work out, she got him. She gonna make 18 grand a a, a month off of him. 20 grand a month off. Look what they did to Kanye. She don't need the money for them kids. She got her own money. We are held to a higher standard than most. Period. But what I see now is I see a lot more fathers now fighting for custody of their kids. Because they see that the fathers are actually wanting to be in these kids' lives. And the the they're not being uh They don't want their kids to be used as a weapon against them. It's not an easy thing raising children. It's not. It's not. Because, like I said, your kids are a reflection of who you are. And as a father, we don't get that kind of love that a mother gets. We don't get that kind of love that a grandmother gets. We just don't. Your kids get angry at, my kids get angry at me for, you know, me yelling at them. I tell him to go wash the dishes. Like my son, my oldest son, he's working now. He comes to me, he goes, dad, it's like, you know, it's like doing chores in the house. And I go, oh, is it now? It's like doing chores, huh? So you learn the life lesson, right? So what I was teaching you was something you can take out into the real world. And he stood there and, looked, you know, had the dumb look on his face like, yeah, he's, he's right. I don't make my kids do things that I don't expect them to do when they go out into the real world. They got to go pick the lawn up. They got to go do the trash. They got to clean their bathroom. They got to sweep. They got to mop. Everything that I did as a kid and as a young adult, I'm making them new. Because there's no such thing as me or my wife. If you can get it done, you can get it done. I'm not, we're not playing that game. Wash your own clothes. The only ones that can't wash their clothes are my my nine and eight-year-old. But they got chores too. They got to clean their room up. They got to throw out the trashes in the bathroom. Like they have chores that they have to do because they have to start learning young because things are going to get easier. Things are going to get harder. My children can be grown and out of the house, but I'm still going to worry about them because that's what a father should do. Even if my kids are angry at me when they leave and don't want to deal with me, my phone's always going to be there. I'm still going to check on them and call them. Because I know at some point, they're going to need me. If my dad was around still, look, I'd be like dad. You know what I'm saying? uh, Can I talk to you? I would love to have my father around. But he's not. And I want to give my kids what I never had, which is somebody present in their life as long as I can give it to them, leading them the best way I can. But as a father, in society, sometimes it's hard to do that. I'm not. We're not asking to give us credit for what we do. It was. It's never about credit. It's just I need people to understand to give the realization that a father is needed in the home. Period. We're not absent. The real fathers are not absent. The real fathers are there grinding it out, working their behinds off to make sure that they are giving their kids a better life than they ever had. My kids live a better life than I ever lived in my entire life. My kids have done more and traveled more in their young age than I've done in my my entire youth. But that's what a father's supposed to do. Father's supposed to provide for his kids. This ain't fences. This ain't the movie fences. I'm never going to tell my children you can't do something. I give my kids their life lessons. I let them know how life is. I let them know how the real world is, but I will never tell my children they can't do something. I tell my sons every day, you guys can be whatever you want. Have a son right now that's running track because he wanted to run track. And I let him know, as long as you keep them grades where they need to be, you can run track. He messed up, I think, once this year. His grades dropped below where they were supposed to be, and he missed two meets. Because I'm not playing. There are expectations for things that you do. There's nothing in this world that comes free. And I want my kids to know that. You have to pay for things. A free handout's not a free handout. There's always something behind that. We have To come together as men, as fathers, to set the example for our future kids, kids, generation. These kids are born with tablets in their hands now. I I didn't have that growing up. I grew up in a generation where we was out from 8 a.m. till the streetlights came on back in the house. I was riding the trains in New York City when I was 11, 10, heading to F-Way Swartz. We'd walk to school in the morning by ourselves. And I'm talking about when I'm a young kid. I was a latchkey kid. Had my own key to the house. It happens. You can't do that now. Maybe in New York City, you can still do that. You can't do that in certain areas. There's no way in hell I I would let my kid walk to school by himself. Not a chance. Not now. Different generation. Their heads are always like this, heads always down, because they're in that phone. And I make sure that. My kids understand that you have to work for what you have. You have to understand that at some point. When you're grown and you're ready to fly to the nest. This is not a two-way street. It's not going to keep coming back and forth. If something doesn't work out for you, I understand it. You can come back home. I will let you stay for a little while, but then guess what? We ain't, you gonna. You need to get it together and get your. I was out of my house at 17, but kids can't do that now because your credit's got to be at 800 now. They run credit checks for everything. You got to have at least three months, four months worth of uh, funds in the account just to cover you. Food is so expensive, right? I can't even imagine what it's going to be like when my son turns 18, 19. It's going to be ridiculous. But the goal as a father is to provide for your kids, to be a protector, to instill values and goals, and to make sure that they are productive when they go out into the world. And as long as I'm breathing my kids will learn this stuff because they have me present. Even when I don't want to be present. Even when I'm angry. Even when I don't want to deal with them. I'm still present. You have to give them that. They need it. But today was a good day. I got to spend time with the family. You know, the kids know that, I, that I'm there. You know, it may not be perfect every day. It's never going to be perfect every day. My kids annoy me sometimes, the majority of the time. But (laughs) kids are going to annoy you every day of the week. That's what they do. That's their job. I know my mom. You know, I was was loud. I was, you know, ADHD. It happens. And three of my kids, four of my kids have it. Three of my kids have it. Three of my sons have it. And they're just going to annoy you. And you just have to find ways to deal with it. Sometimes I can tune them out. Sometimes it's easy for me to tune them out when they're getting on my nerves. I just tune them out. I just act like it's not happening sometimes. But then sometimes you can't. You can't ignore it, especially with my little one. He will, (laughs) you can be resting and he'll be playing by himself. And this kid will scream at the top of his lungs because he's, you know, he's playing with his toys and his cars and stuff. And he's crashing them into each other. And it's funny because he's like role playing full scenario scenes in his head on, you know, on these toys and talking <laughs> like the toys. is crazy. And it gets loud, but sometimes they have to tune it out because he's a kid. He's having fun. I remember those days. But, you know, out here, we fathers just, they need, they need understanding. A lot of fathers need more understanding. They, people need to understand that we suffer in silence, that we, hold a lot of our stress in, or a lot of our anger. A lot of fathers are angry. Angry all the time. A lot of dads are angry because they feel that they, they haven't achieved what they've wanted to in life. And they feel like they've let their kids and their and their wife down and their family down. You don't understand the burden. You don't. And that's the thing. People don't understand the burden we carry. And we do it in silence. We, we we do it. And the problem is, is that we grow bitter sometimes. You have men out there that grow bitter. Like I've worked my behind off to get where I am. And I'm still not where I want to be. But I'm better than I was. So I can't get angry. I'm still driven. But I'm not bitter. But a lot of men don't have that. A lot of men are stuck in the same cycle over and over again. And they can't achieve what they want to achieve. You have people that have platinum handcuffs where the position pays so well, but they don't want to do the job anymore, but they have to stay there. I mean, they're stuck. Their job is not fulfilling for them anymore, but it pays well enough where they make them stick around because they can't move up that ladder. That's where I was when I was doing security. Before I got into the profession in finance that I am right now. There was a glass ceiling you couldn't get past. I had to get out. Now I'm in an industry now where I can move up. But there's going to be another glass ceiling at some point. And I got to be able to overcome that. And that puts pressure on, self-pressure. It's not coming from my wife. It's not coming from my kids because the bills are paid, food on the table. You know, do we struggle sometimes? Of course we do. Extra money. Essentially, there's, there's really no extra money sometimes, but as long as the bills are getting paid, cars are getting paid, mortgages getting paid, I can be broke. Don't care. Still managed to find ways to do things. Took my kids to the library, had a great time there. So much to do. These libraries are crazy now. Wife stayed at home. I spent time with the kids. You know why? Because that's what dads do. That's what dads do. We can't do the things that we want to do, which is travel, then we find other ways to get around stuff to keep ourselves entertained. But please understand and please show a little bit more compassion, some empathy for some of these dads out there who are just, who are dying inside slowly, who are suffering and, and can't really express how they feel to people because they, they're they afraid if they do, then they look as weak and they looked at as not being able to provide what they need to provide. And then there's a stigma that's attached to that, that sometimes you can't wash off no matter how much you do, because now you set that perception in somebody else's mind. But there has to be, you know, outlets for men. They're they're not afraid to use. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. I have my outlet. I have my wife I can talk to, but not a lot of people are going to have that not a lot of women are going to truly understand what goes on in the man's head and not use it against them later on. It's sad, but true. But I hope everybody had a good father's day. Uh, I hope the fathers out there enjoyed their time with their kids. Um, I want to thank for everybody that tuning back in. Um, like I said, I had to take this hiatus to clear my mind. I used to pass this mic every day while I was collecting dust, just sitting there and, Today is the day I decided to dust it off and and get back on and start talking to you folks again. The episodes are going to start getting cranked out once more. Uh, We're going to try to finish this year strong, uh, bring you some good content. But please, you know, make sure that we have some compassion in our hearts for the men out there who are struggling to actually be fathers in their kids' lives and not allowed the opportunity to do so. But. I'll leave you with what I always leave you with. No matter what anybody tells you, if you found your purpose, live it. Have a good one.